Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Thank you, Father. Let's lift our hand toward heaven this morning. Father, we lift our hands and our hearts and our voices to you today. And Father, we thank you that when we, when we lift our hands and our praise goes up, Father, thank you that walls do come down in Jesus' name. And so, Father, I thank you this morning that as we step into a new year, Father, I thank you that you're going ahead of us. And like the children of Israel of old, Father, as the priests went before them with the Ark of the Covenant, Father, I thank you the walls of Jericho came down. I thank you, Father, that walls and barriers and, and hindrances and blockages and, and anything that the enemy has put in our way cannot stand in Jesus' name. Father, thank you. You have an inheritance for each and every one of us. And Lord, I thank you for strength in our inner being, Father, a, a, a resolve in our hearts as we step into this new year, Father. I thank you for our confidence, Father, a putting aside of those things, those little foxes that might spoil the vine, letting go of those weights that would hinder us and hold us back, and an abandonment, Father, to your great plans and purposes for us in this new year, Father. Father, we thank you for it. You are good, and you do good, and you have amazing plans for every one of us. And regardless of what plans or machinations the enemy may have, I thank you they're foiled in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Though I may fall, I shall arise. No weapon formed against your body shall prosper. And so, Father, we thank you today as we get ready to receive communion. Hallelujah. As we get ready to celebrate the Savior slain on our behalf and raised, praise God. Father, thank you today for a powerful, a powerful download into our hearts, Father. Revelation truth shaking us at the core of our being, Father. This year will be like no other year, praise God. There'll be a new resolve, no turning back, Father. Our eyes fixed on the prize. And we bless you, Father, for that. In Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated as the ushers come and as they wait on us this morning. And this is a very exciting time. Because it is our first communion of a brand new year. And let me just share with you a couple of thoughts as we, as we prepare to receive this morning. You know, I shared on, on Christmas Eve from John chapter 3 and verse number 16. Such a powerful passage of scripture. 
John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Praise God. Aren't you glad today for God's love for us? But I want to follow up on that this morning from Romans chapter 8 and verse number 32, which I think ties in so well with John three sixteen. Romans 8, verse number 32. It tells us that he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, this goes right in tandem with John three sixteen. But then he goes on to say, How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So, you know, God wants us to embrace John three sixteen, but embrace all of what he's done for us. And as we look at the year ahead of us, He's reminding us that he didn't withhold Jesus. Amen. He didn't hold back. He didn't say, you know, this is my best. I can't give my best. He said, no, this is my best. I'm giving my best because that's the value that he saw in each and every one of us. And he reminds us in this passage of Scripture that he he delivered him up for us all. How shall he not With him. How many of you believe that Jesus was rewarded for what he did for us? Amen. He was greatly rewarded. But you know, the Bible tells us in this passage of Scripture that that God, who didn't withhold giving to us his best, how shall he not with him? God, who made that level of commitment and and that demonstration of, of his love for us, He's not withholding his best. Along with Jesus, he's freely giving us all things. Glory be to God. I don't know what you need this year. Amen. But our, but our help is in God. And he is not withholding. He's freely giving. And I thank God. I thank God that God's a giver. Praise God. And along with Jesus, he's freely giving us all things. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 10. There's so many passages of scripture that speak to us of God's open hand and open heart. Which ought to encourage us to have greater levels of abandonment toward him. Romans chapter 5 and verse 10. For if when we were enemies... We were reconciled to God through the death of His Son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Glory be to God. I mean, time and again, God says, man, He's a giver, praise God. He's not a withholder. And so this morning, as we receive these communion elements, His Word has clearly told us today that what he did in sending Jesus to die for our sins on the cross, that was just the beginning of all that God has for us.
Much more. Much more he has. Amen. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. When we were enemies, we were reconciled. How much more now that we've been reconciled? We shall be saved by his life. I experienced that saving power the end of last year on September 24th. I was saved by his life. Glory be to God. Amen. Now, I thank God my spirit was born again. Amen. I thank God I was a child of God. But I'm sure glad, praise God, that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father and he's still saving The Bible says he's able to save to the uttermost those that come to God by him. So don't limit the Holy One of Israel. Don't limit him this year. Believe big this year. Believe big this year. Believe that the blood of Jesus Christ has accomplished great things for you. There's things that you've been struggling with. God still loves you, praise God. He loves you. He wants to see you free this year. Praise God. God wants to see new pathways and, and new avenues and, and great things, things that He's planned, victories manifest in, in each and every one of our lives. So this morning, as we take the bread today, we take it in remembrance of the fact that God did not spare His own Son. God came into this earth and He took upon Him a flesh and blood body to totally identify with us. And so, Father, this morning, as we prepare to take this bread, we're reminded of your level of commitment toward us. Why would we ever doubt? Why would we ever question? Why would we ever listen to the lies of the enemy? No, it's only your word, Lord, that we're going to listen to and abandon our heart to. When those whispering thoughts come, oh, but would God do such and such? And, and oh, God is, you know, he's just withholding because, you know, because of something in the past. No, no, no. Our spirit man will arise and, and, and remember the word of truth that has been given to us. How much more? How much more will he give? Because we are now in the family. And so we take this bread this morning as members of one another and as members of the family of God. Let's break bread in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. The Bible says that the life of the flesh is in the blood. And Jesus shed spotless blood for us. Thank you, Lord. There's total forgiveness, deliverance, there's healing, there's provision, there's the ability to take the mountain, take the high ground that God's placed before us. There's provision and harvest in this coming year. God, we set our hearts To walk in tandem with you, like Joshua of old, like Caleb, give us this mountain, Lord. Let us bring forth the precious fruit that you've paid for. Let us be strong in our hearts and in our resolve, Father. 
unquestioning your commitment toward us. And thank you that we have the blood and communion as a token of your faithfulness. Let's receive. Oh, God is so good today. Can we worship him today with utter abandonment? Would you stand with me this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's continue to worship Him. His presence is so real. It's here this morning. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord says, You have a word probably the same. Thank you, Jesus. What was done can never be undone. What was accomplished can never be undone. What God had planned for our victory cannot be undone. It can never be undone. It is finished. The devil is defeated. We are victorious. We are victorious. And it can never be taken from us. It can never be undone. And in moments of trial, in moments of alone, when that feeling is there, we run. We run to what has been done and what can never be undone. We run to the feet of the Father. We run into the arms of Jesus. It's all him. It's all him. Be released from the burdens you carry, yes. you cannot yes. do it alone. You are not alone. It's all him. And it has been done. His yoke is easy. His yes. burden is light. His arms are open. His love is everything. And it's all yours. He withholds nothing from you. It can never be undone. It can never be less than all that God intended for it to be. Total freedom. Freedom from fear. Yes. Certainty in times of trouble. Wisdom when we ask, he gives it without finding fault. And it was all for love. Church, raise your hands this morning. I will praise you, for you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. 
This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed You from the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, and He has given us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords and horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise You. You are my God, and I will exalt You. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His mercies endure forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercies endure forever. We worship You. We worship You. Praise Your holy name. Praise Your holy name. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you. Have your way in this place today. Hearts being mended. Relationships being restored. Bodies being made whole. Have your way. You've paid it all. You've paid it all. You've paid for it all. And we receive this morning what you are doing. We receive it now what you are doing. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, before we sit down and greet each other, I want to invite, there's three ladies that are going to be going on a missions trip to the Dominican Republic. And I want them to come up, Camille, Nina, and Carmi. Honey, if you could join me. Church, we are in an atmosphere of worship right now. And I want to keep that same atmosphere as we're about to send these ladies out to do the work that you have in front of them. Could you guys come up here? Church, stretch your hands out to them. Father, it says in your word to go make disciples of all the nations. And it says in your word that there are those who are anointed to preach the gospel, to share your word through many avenues. And we pray over these three women right now that you would give them blessing and favor and mercy and goodness on this trip. That they will see, Lord, that today, this day, this year is the acceptable year of the Lord. And that today is the day of salvation. And that many will come to know you through this ministry, through what they are going to go do as they minister to people and give them glasses and give them laughter and fun and preach your word, Father God. Everything that they do will be anointed. It will be blessed. Give them supernatural favor with airlines, with cars, with taxis, everywhere they go and where they stay, 
in their beds against disease, against sickness. May they bring health and life and goodness and favor as they go forward. And we just thank you for these amazing women. We thank you, Father, for the heart that they have, you have given them to reach the world for you. And Father, just bless them as they seek you. We thank you and we honor you for it. And Lord, we are expecting big and mighty things and hearing their testimonies when they return. And we thank you for it. In your precious, precious name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. 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 All right, church. You may be seated. Turn around. Say hello to somebody. Hallelujah. You know, I just really uh, appreciated our time of uh, free worship. I would just want to encourage us, and I really, I really had on my heart that God wants to uh, free us into uh, that freedom of worship. And, you know, not to be afraid to lift our hands. And, uh, you know, when we just take that, those few moments and have that free worship, uh, Russ did such a, a wonderful job uh, opening that opportunity for us. You know, uh, in the New Testament, we're new creation beings. Amen? The Bible says that we're, that we're new creations. And we're to show forth uh, the praises of Him who has called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. And uh, as New Testament uh, born-again beings, you know, the Bible gives us some directives on how to do that. Lifting up holy hands. You know, um, we, we clap for people, and there's times when it's appropriate that we clap and we're celebrating people. But the way that we worship God is by lifting up holy hands and, uh, and, 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 and acknowledging Him, surrendering to Him, and giving Him the praise that's, that's His. And, and uh, I just love that, that moment that we had and just, you know, where, where it opens up, where we can lift our hands and we can praise Him. And just tell him that you love him. And I want to encourage us as a body of believers and, and for each and every one of us as individuals, uh, don't be afraid to do that. Don't, don't be you know, concerned about other people around you. You know, I don't care what people think, you know. Uh, I'm just, I'm glad I'm alive, praise God. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift my hands and I'm going to praise God. And I don't know, I, I just know from me, he deserves a little more than a hand clap. And I'm not saying that because we did that today. The reason I'm saying this today is because we didn't do that, you know. And that's what I love about, about our body. I believe God wants to take us uh, deeper in our relationship with him. And I believe he wants us to more learn how to flow with him. And, uh, and not to be ashamed of that, you know, to, to lift up holy hands and to praise him from our heart. And we have wonderful opportunities to do that. Well, I have the privilege this morning of leading us again as we, my, 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 my days are ticking here. I mean, we're, so, we're so excited about what God is doing and uh, we so much appreciate Pastor Jason and uh, Liz. Aren't they a blessing to our church? Amen. I tell you what, you know, God has some marvelous things for our church and we're, we're going to expand our sphere of influence. You know, we've been asked 
I believe the 20th, the weekend of the 19th and 20th, we're going to be preaching down in Lancaster. And so we believe that God's going to, our pool, our splash is going to become even bigger. And things are going to grow here. Things are going to grow here. Because Jesus said, I will build my church. Amen. And he's, he's certainly doing that. So I want to encourage us uh, on this first Sunday of a brand new year as we get ready to sow our seed uh, this morning. I, I began something that I would encourage uh, you to do to begin a systematic reading of the scripture, find a pace that works for you. Uh, but I've, I've begun again this year doing that. And, and in my reading, uh, what's powerful about this is it takes you through places of the Bible that maybe you, you know, typically wouldn't go back. Or, you know, you think, well, I read that one time. But, you know, the Word of God needs to be, your faith comes by hearing and by hearing. Amen. And I was reading this week in Genesis chapter 4, verse 4 and 5, where it says, and in the process, or actually in beginning in verse 3, and in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat, and the Lord had respect to Abel and his, and his offering. You know, there's such a powerful uh, revelation truth that's brought forth here in that I believe that God had given instruction to, uh, to Adam and Eve, and I believe they had communicated that to their children. And, and Abel, the Bible says here, he brought of the first fruit of the flock and of the fat. In other words, he gave God his best. He gave God his best. But Cain said, well, you know, I got some leftover cabbage. I got a few carrots, maybe some onions over here. And I'll just kind of throw that in when the plate goes by. No, you see, God gives us, God gives us patterns and, and to teach us, to teach us. And the principle that he wants us to understand is that Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of those things will be added to you. You know, the principle of the tithe. You know, we see that, we see that this principle being reiterated when Israel went in to take the promised land. The first, how many of you remember the first city that they encountered? It was Jericho. I've been there twice. And Jericho was the first city, and God said to them, this first city, now when you, you take all the other cities, you get, you, get, you get the goods, you get all of the, uh, whatever you're able to capture and take there. But he said, Jericho, that's the first city, that's mine. You don't get to take that. And so there's something, there's a principle that God wants us to understand that, that, that he, that he, if we'll put him first, and if we'll honor him, that's what the Bible says in the, in the book of Malachi, if you're Italian. It's Malachi for the rest of us Gentiles. <laughs> he, says, he says in the, in the book, he says, you know, uh, bring the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And what is the tithe? Somebody says a tithe is, well, whatever we throw. No, a tithe is giving to God the first tenth. We give that to him. 
And, and I just want to encourage us this year to follow the pattern that Jesus uh, you know, follows up on in Matthew 6, 33, where he says, if we'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He's, he flat out says, you know, God says, I know what you need. I know even the desires of your heart. He said, but you know what? If you put first God's priority, and, and, and that's what, uh, what he says in the book of Malachi that sums up, really, after all of these teachings that we have throughout the Old Testament. He says, you know what? Uh, they had forgotten it. You know, they, they had forgotten about giving God his first, and he has to remind them of it again. So let's not be forgetful this year. We all have desires. We all have needs. But this year is our year, and I'm, I'm so excited about this. This year is our year of provision and harvest. This is our year of provision and harvest. We, we are going to see supernatural supply, and we're going to see supernatural harvest. You know, I believe, I believe that we're going to reach more souls. We're going to reach more people. I had the privilege of leading someone to Jesus uh, last Saturday, was Saturday, Friday or Saturday. I don't even remember. You know, I'm just so excited about it. But, but God wants us to reach people for Jesus. You know, that's the most precious truth. And God, God wants to bring the provision to us to do that. So I encourage you this morning, set your heart on, on not being indifferent or, you know, maybe giving God what is left over. And this church has always, always set, we just knocked the ball out of the park in terms of setting the standard for that. This church has done so much, and, uh, but yet there's even more that God's going to do through us, amen, and, uh, and in us. So are you ready to honor the Lord this morning? Let's hold our offering up before him. Father, thank you, thank you that we, we participate, we get to participate with you, Father, in bringing in the harvest bringing in the harvest. Father, thank you for great provision this year. Unexpected blessings, Father. Fruitfulness. Everything we lay our hands to shall prosper, Father. Thank you for supernatural increase, supernatural abundance, open doors that no man can open, Father. Unexpected blessings. And Father, we'll be careful to honor you And Father, to give you your due, and for that we give you the praise and all the honor in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Ushers, would you wait on the people? Hallelujah. Well, church, let's pray. We ready? Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing this morning already. We thank you, Father, that you're going to continue to do amazing things today. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it is just ripe with new fruit, fresh fruit, that just illuminates our minds and is sweet to the taste, Heavenly Father. We just pray that our, we will not leave here the same, that we will be changed by your word. And Heavenly Father, we just lift up 2019 to you. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing. We thank you, Father, that you are going to continue to do amazing, mighty, miraculous works. And Father, I just thank you for all these things. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Happy New Year.
It's like January 6th or something like that. So I'm feeling like the Happy New Year's wearing off. I think I read some statistic. They said like January 4th or 5th is the day in which of the whole calendar year the most amount of people are depressed. And I think the holidays are over. People are going back to work. The Christmas bills start showing up maybe in the mailbox. But church, can I tell you that we're not going to be depressed? Not this day. Not this day and not any day in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Well, I'm excited today. I want to open up, uh, turn, open up your Bibles to, um, let's go to Luke chapter 5. And I'm not actually going to start there, but you can just stay there for a little bit because we're going to walk through Luke chapter 5 here in a little bit. And the Lord has really been speaking to me about walking through um, Mark 5, Luke 5, and John 5. And I did Mark 5 a couple weeks ago. I actually finished it uh, last Wednesday night. And we're going to do a little bit of Luke 5 today as much as we can get to. But before we start, I really want to talk a little bit more about the awakening. And this next 21 days, church, I am just encouraging you to put aside the things that the Lord has asked you to put aside and seek Him and His kingdom and His righteousness. I know Pastor just used that scripture, but I have it in a couple of different translations up today. And I'm going to pull a couple of them up because I think it goes, I think it's important for us to understand what Jesus is really saying here. Well, first of all, I'd like to say this. When I woke up this morning, I was a little groggy. And honestly, I don't know why. I mean, I'm actually drinking coffee. So, you know, I, I, it wasn't that I wasn't. How many of you are not drinking coffee? Let me just get at some hands here. Because of the fast, which means, okay, just so I know who to stay away from <laughs> after service, because, I don't know, we might be a little cranky. I can, I can understand that. But I just woke up groggy. I just was really having a difficult time to wake up, and the Lord just said, awakening. Every morning, he is going to bring a new, refreshed, renewed awakening to my spiritual man. And that is my prayer for all of you, is you may wake up groggy, but as you begin to dig into God's word, as you begin to read whatever scriptures God has placed on your heart and what he wants you to go do, that a new awakening a new revelation, a, your eyes will be enlightened. You know, the Bible says that our eyes of our understanding need to be enlightened. The Bible also says that people perish for lack of knowledge. So if our eyes need to be understanding, why? Because we, we don't want to perish for lack of knowledge. So what must we do? Matthew 6.33 tells us, but seek first the kingdom of God. Or, in other words, gain understanding. Be enlightened as you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then what happens? All these things shall be added unto you. Well, what things? Well, all the things that he previously talked about in the scriptures before, which was everything that you need for your life. But when we dwell on that, we can't possibly be then seeking first his kingdom. But when we seek first his kingdom and we begin to gain knowledge, what happens? We begin to gain faith. Because faith comes from hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. And we begin to gain in, in our faith the rest of the stuff, the challenges that we have in front of us, they don't seem so big anymore. And this is what the Lord's telling us, is seek first his kingdom and his righteousness so we can grow our faith. The message translation, or let me do the amplified first. 
The Amplified Version says this. But first and most importantly, but first and most importantly, seek, which means aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being, the attitude and character of God. Do that first. As we do that first, and we take these 21 days and focus on doing that first, all these things shall be given to you. Message translation goes like this. Steep your life in God reality. God initiative in God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find your everyday human concerns will be met. When we what? When we seek first. Verse 34 in the message says, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Right now. This is the year of provision and harvest. What is he doing right now in your life? Seek first his kingdom. What is God doing in your life right now? Don't get worked up about what may or may not happen. How many, how many of us get sometimes a little worked up about what may or may not happen? Come on, I'm raising my hands with you. You start thinking about this or worrying about this, and, and you're like, oh my goodness, this year, I don't know what's going to happen. What about the job? What about this? What about that? Hold on. We don't worry about that. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. He puts the words in your mouth. The Holy Spirit will speak through you when it's time. Don't worry about what you're going to say. Well, Lord, I don't know if I should witness to that person at work. I don't know what to say. You don't have to worry about what to say. God will provide that opportunity. And when that opportunity is there, the Holy Spirit will give you the exact words to say. Passion translation. So above all... Constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom. Oh, could we do that, church, this year? Could we constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from Him? When we do that, when we do that, what happens? Then all these less important things. Oh, the most important thing in our life is seeking His kingdom and His righteousness. It's what's most important. When we do that first, everything else begins to get smaller. I used a microscope example a few months back where, you know what happens when you look into a microscope? What happens? Your eyes go like this, and what do you see around you? Actually, nothing else. And the only thing your focus is on, and in our case is the Word of God, we begin to magnify it, and it becomes bigger and bigger, and bigger, and bigger, and bigger in our eyes. And everything else seems to fade away. There's nothing else around you. You don't see anything else. This is what the Bible's teaching us here. The less important things will be given to you. How? Abundantly. Oh, so you mean, you, wait a second. You're telling me I don't even have to worry about it and think about it and I just have to seek God and Jesus and what he's doing in my life and honor him and glorify him and worship him and then abundant things come? You mean I don't have to work for that? You mean I don't have to toil? You don't have to strive? No, you don't. Revelation from the word of God, you don't. When we toil, when we strive, when we try everything on our own, guess what? It doesn't work. Then we just start worrying about all the stuff that we should have been doing. And then we get into worry again. And we begin to fear. 
When we seek first, then, then the rewards come. When we seek first, He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So why are we fasting? Because we want to seek first His kingdom. We want to seek first His kingdom. People give up food. They give up different things. We're working on giving up technology in our house. And you say, well, did Jesus fast? Oh, yes, He did. Jesus fasted. And if Jesus is our model and our example, He fasted. It talks about in Luke 4 and in Matthew 4. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness where He stayed for 40 days. 40 days with nothing to eat. Okay, we're doing 21 days and most of us are probably eating. Okay, so Jesus is like, you know, the extreme example of fasting. I, know, I don't know people who have done this, but I've heard that people do it. I personally, at this point in my life, cannot do that. If I fast for like 15 minutes without food, I think I've said this before, I become hangry. Okay, that's, that's hungry and angry together. Okay, and my flesh takes over and I become hangry. But what, what, the, what Jesus is showing us here is, based on the Holy Spirit's power... We can do all things through him. Because what happened at the end of those 40 days is Satan tempted Jesus. He tempted him with three different things that would just, oh, wow. If somebody presented some of that stuff to us, what would we do? Mm. What would we do? What would I do? (laughs) But Jesus was not weak in spirit. What did he do? He took authority over Satan all three times using what? Using the word of God. All three times. So when we fast, we're going to use the word of God. So you can fast food, you can fast technology, you can fast all these other things. But if you are not seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness and digging into this book and his knowledge and what he has for us in these 21 days, then you're missing the point. You're completely missing the point. You're just going to be hangry. And I don't want you to be hangry. Church, seek first his kingdom, and then all these things shall be added unto us. You know, we say, well, well, Pastor Jason, did the disciples fast? Well, they did. They fasted too. Listen to this. In Acts 13, I don't have the scripture up there, but it says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. So as they worshipped him, what Pastor was saying, what Russ took us into a state of worship this morning, The presence of God was there. As we worship and fast over these 21 days, what happened with the disciples? The Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit said. You need direction for your life. These 21 days is, you're not doing this to get something out of it. You're doing this to seek His kingdom and His righteousness. And what begins to happen is then the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you. You're no longer concerned or worried about the things that are happening in the world and all around you. You're seeking first His kingdom. And the Holy Spirit says, go there. Apply there. Take that job. Get rid of that job. Turn left. Turn right. Oh my goodness. Can this really happen in our lives? It can. It can. As we worship Him and as we fast, we have amazing opportunity these next 21 days to truly seek what the Holy Spirit wants to do in each and every one of our lives. So for us, there, there have been year after year after year as a family, the Lord has just really ministered to our family through this time of fasting. Uh, we've been doing it for however long as a church, and when we spent a few years, uh, my wife and I and the kids, we actually ended up moving to Hermitage for a couple years. We were doing it down there, 
And I'll tell you, Lila is here today because of fasting, because we were praying and believing that God had another child for us. Now, he actually had several more children for us. (laughs) For those that don't know us, we have eight kids, and Lila was number three. So, fasting works. (laughs) But what I'm saying is we were seeking. We needed to sell a house, and the Lord made that happen. But we weren't focused on worrying about selling the house during the time of fasting. We just presented that to God. The the word says as we cast our cares upon him, for he cares for us. So cast that care and seek his kingdom. Seek his kingdom. So I'm encouraging you to do that over the next 21 days. I'm excited to hear what God is going to be doing in your life. And again, as Pastor Doug mentioned, if you're participating in the fast, if you want to let us know you are, I know the Bible says don't tell anybody you're fasting. I'm not going to post it on Facebook. Hey, I got a connection card from so-and-so. They're fasting. No, we won't do that. But we just want it just like a commitment. You know, sometimes we have to make a commitment in our lives to say, you know what, I need to write this down and I need to tell somebody else that I'm committing to do it. So I'm encouraging you to just to make a commitment today if the Lord is leading you to, to fast with us for the next 21 days, whatever he's asking. There's a basket in the back. You can just slip it there on your way out uh, with your connection card. Okay? Is that enough on fasting? No? We want more? Okay, well, I'm done. We're going to go to Luke chapter 5. Is that where I told you to go? Luke chapter 5, okay. I'm going to start in verse 4, and I'm going to walk through a little bit of Luke chapter 5. I don't know how long or how far I'm going to get into it, but there's certain things that I really feel like the Lord wants to share with us. And I'm going to start in verse 4. It says this, When he had stopped speaking and said to Simon, Launch into the deep and let your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled. Oh, church, how often we toil. Toil, working on our own strength, with our own power, trying and trying and trying to fix this relationship, trying to break this sin in our lives, trying and trying and trying. All night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. You see what Simon was saying is, okay, I've tried this on my own. Many of us, we have tried this on our own over and over and over. And what do we need? We need Jesus. We need help from the Father above, through the name of Jesus, by the Holy Spirit. That's what we need in order to be able to make it in this life. It's the only thing that we really need. So nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. His word says that we will have all we need, but when we try to do it on our own, it does not work. You see, he believed in faith, putting those nets down. Because the reality was, there was no fish there. I've been fishing all night. Uh, Jesus, hello. The facts are this. There are no fish here. These are the facts. They're not there. But what did he do? He put the nets down anyway. The Bible says faith without action is dead. Without action, it's dead. So he could have stared there and he could have believed, yeah, by your word, there probably will be fish. And we do this all the time. We say, oh yeah, you know, I'm sure God can do that for me. I'm sure that can happen. And we have some faith in it happening, but we don't do anything then to make it happen. 
We don't do anything to make it happen. And so what did he do? He's like, okay, well, let's just put the nets down and see what happens. But God, where did this come from? Where did this abundance come from? Where did this provision come from? Because with faith and action, God is moving on our behalf. So I'd encourage you, send that resume out if that's you this morning. Put it out there. It's like throwing the net out. But I've tried. I sent the resume five times to the same place, and they keep saying no. Send it a sixth time. If that's you, do it this week. Throw the net out. Verse 6. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. Hallelujah. Provision and harvest in 2019. I would like my net to be breaking. Yes, please. How many of you are with me and wanting a little bit of a net breaking action going on in this church in 2019? Provision and harvest. Need more chairs. Nets breaking. Not just financially, in every realm of our life, in our marriages. Could we have such an overflow and abundance in our marriages that it cannot be contained? Can we do that this year, church? We can, but not because of us, not because of our toil, but because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. When Simon Peter saw this, that his nets were breaking, they were filling up the boat from both sides, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. It's like, oh my goodness. I can't believe you've done this. You are so good to us. So good to us. Verse 9 says, And for he and all all who were with him were astonished at the catch that they had taken. Church, we are going to be astonished at what God is going to continue to do through this church, in this city, in our personal lives in 2019. We are going to be astonished by it. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on you will catch men. And when they had brought their boats in the land, they forsook all and followed him. Can we forsake all? And follow him this year. Doesn't mean you don't go to work when you're supposed to go to work and sit at home and pray all day. You can go to work and still be seeking him. You can go to seek him in your work. What does he have for you in your work? What does he have in your job, in your school, where you go? You know, if you're going to dance, what does he have to do in your dance company or in your dance school, wherever you might go? We can try very hard on our own, but Jesus provides the provision for the harvest. He performs the miracles. Are we willing this year to leave it all and follow him? Verse 12, and it happened, it's kind of a transition here, when it happened when he was in a certain city, that behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus. A man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus. This man was in need. He had an issue. 
How many of us have an issue or a challenge in our life where we need God to move? Come on. Don't be afraid. No one's looking around saying, ooh, look at that guy. I knew he had something going on in his life. Come on, don't be, don't be worried about this. Okay? I'm, I'm with you. My hand's up. So we all have some issues. But what he did is he saw him. In order to see something, what has to happen? Can I see anything like this? No. His head was up. His eyes were open. And he saw Jesus. Church, I just, my goodness, I, my wife and I were grieved the other day. We were behind a school bus in Mill Creek. And that, that was grieving enough because the thing was stopping like every, like, I don't know, every couple houses. Like, did I have to use this road, really? Like, the Lord wanted to show us something. And young people, well, and probably everybody, I'm talking to you. Every child, student, whatever you want to call them, that walked out of that bus was like this. Every single one. And the one kid, I thought he was going to trip over his front steps as he was walking up. How could he possibly even know those steps were there other than by muscle memory? And his head was just down like this the whole time. How many times where there's an opportunity to meet Jesus right in front of us and we have to open our eyes, pick up our head, just like this man with leprosy, and see Jesus and seek Jesus. Not down here, not like this, but looking. God, what do you have for me? Seeking Him. We need to have our heads up in seeking Jesus, looking for Him. This guy had leprosy. In in the times in the Bible, he shouldn't have even been anywhere near here. But he was seeking and searching for Jesus. And we need to be seeking and searching for Jesus. He knew he needed a miracle. And what happened? When he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and implored him, meaning he's imploring Jesus, saying, Lord, if you are willing. Again, this guy didn't attend a Word of Faith church. He wasn't fully indoctrinated with what God, we know who God is here. We know that he is willing to heal. But this guy was just asking the question. He wasn't 100% sure. Sometimes, church, we're not always 100% sure of what's happening all the time. But Jesus speaks to us. Jesus speaks to us, just like he spoke to the, the man here who had leprosy. We're going to look at that in just a moment. But look at the second part of what he says. You can make me clean. He knew it. He knew that Jesus had the miracle working power. So church, we know. A lot of us know. If you don't know, I'm here to tell you that Jesus has miracle working power available for us. And we have to lift our heads up. We have to open our eyes. And we have to see what the Lord is doing and what Jesus is doing. This is the importance of worship. What Pastor was saying, I have this highlighted. The importance of worship. Lifting up our hands. Because how this is really awkward. You know, if I want to really get my hands up, this is really awkward. But this is not. We have to lift up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We lift up our hands. We lift up our eyes. We open them and we say, Jesus, come. Do a miracle in my life. I'm going to skip that part. This guy asked the question, Lord, if you are willing, 
You can make me clean. He knew. This was a guy of faith. This was a guy of faith. But he had leprosy. What, there must be something wrong with him. I don't know what was wrong with him. I don't know why he had leprosy. We have an enemy. The enemy is constantly putting on sickness and disease on us. That doesn't come from God. God wasn't teaching him a lesson by putting leprosy on him. Verse 13. Church, he is willing. Then he put out his hand and he touched him saying, I am willing be cleansed. He touched him. They thought in those times that leprosy was contracted by touching each other. Jesus said, no, 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 no. Your problem is not too big. Your problem is not too ugly. Your disease is not too awful. I will touch you with my hand and you will be cleansed. You will be cleansed. He touches the most disgusting diseases and problems and sin and says, let it be cleansed in my name. That's what Jesus does. Church, that's what he does. And if you need him today, reach up your hand and he will say, yes, I'm here to meet with you. He said, be cleansed. My goodness. This is the heart of the Father. He made skin-to-skin contact, and the guy shouldn't have even been there, and he said, yes, I'm willing to make you whole. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Well, he didn't have to use his own name. He said, be healed, be cleansed, because he was Jesus. And so we get to use that name of Jesus. Amen? Jesus is not afraid of our issues, our filth, our problems, and our ugliest secrets. He knows what they are. You're not fooling him. He knows what you struggle with. So lift it up to Him. 21 days, get your eyes up. Look to heaven and look to Him. Amen? Man, I got so much to go. But Russ, why don't you come up? We're going to... There's a lot... Boy, I'm like, what am I on? Verse 13 out of 40? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I, I am willing, Jesus said. Be cleansed. Matthew 14, it says this. And when the men of that place recognized Him... They sent out into all the surrounding region, brought to him all who were sick, and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched it were made perfectly well. Church, as many as touched it. Jesus is available to each and every one of us. He is ready to meet our need. He is ready to cleanse us. He has already forgiven us when we accept Him as our Lord and Savior. He has done it all for us. He did it on Calvary. He did it on the cross. It's already been done. Guys, this is in the past. As much as is in 2018, that's in the past. But now in 2019, we have this availability. We have a new availability that happened thousands of years ago in the new covenant that we can call on the name of Jesus. And He can touch our lives. And He can break the power of sin in our life. And He can miraculously heal us. Restore relationships. He can do these things. And the Bible says immediately that leprosy left Him. Immediately it left Him. Church, every head bowed and everybody's eyes closed tonight.
there's somebody here this morning that says, I need Jesus in my life. It says, you know, I am going through something that I cannot under, I am toiling and toiling and toiling. And I need a miraculous move of God. I need those nets to just, I'm going to drop the net this morning. I'm going to, I've tried all of my own strength, all of my own power, everything that I knew I could go do. I've tried it all and nothing has worked. And Jesus is saying, drop the net this morning. In faith, say, I'm raising my hand. This is me today. Put your hand up. I want to pray for you today. Say, I need more of Jesus in my life today. I need a touch from heaven today. He loves you so, he loved a man with leprosy so much he was willing to reach out his hand and touch him. How much more is he willing to reach out his hand and touch us this morning? Heavenly Father, we just thank you this morning. We thank you for your healing power, your healing touch, for who you are, for what you've done. And Father, with every hand that is raised in here this morning, I pray now in the name of Jesus that you come down and touch them. That situation that they're raising their hand for is being worked on and taken care of now in the name of Jesus. Your word says when they seek you, your kingdom and your righteousness, all these things are added. And they're seeking you this morning by putting their hands up. They're seeking you this morning by throwing the net over the boat. And Father, begin to fill those nets. Fill those nets with peace, with joy, with comfort, with strength, with power from on high. Father, you are taking care in the name of Jesus over every one of these needs. We thank you that you are doing that this morning. And we worship you and we praise you. And we're committing to lift our eyes up to you. To open our eyes, to pick our heads up in 2019. And to seek your face. And everything that you have for us. And we thank you for it. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, church, I am so excited about 2019. God is going to do amazing things in your life. I know it as much as I'm standing here on the third or fourth step up. I know it. He is going to do amazing things. Doors are going to open. Other doors are going to close. And a provision and a harvest that your nets cannot even hold is coming. Is coming into your lives. And I'm so excited for it. Small group leaders are going to be coming up here. And if you have any prayer requests or any needs, or you need someone to lay hands on you and say, I need healing. I just need you to be in agreement with me on something. I just encourage you to come up here. A few small group leaders, I'll be up here as well. And we want to pray for you. Otherwise, I'd just like to pray over you as we're dismissed. Heavenly Father, I just thank you now. You are the God of provision. You are the God of the harvest. 
Father, and you are taking care of every need. Father, we thank you for sending your son, Jesus. We thank you, Father, now that you are doing miraculous, amazing, and wonderful things in our lives. Father, we just bless and anoint 2019 to be a year like none other for increase, for more of you. And we seek you. We seek you. We seek you. Church, just stretch your hands out up here this morning. Come on. He is the healing God. He cares for us. He loves us. Worship Him this morning, church. Come on. Church, anyone else? Anyone else need prayer this morning? I'd encourage you to come up. Don't wait. Just come up and get prayer. I'm going to close out the service. If you need to go and get your kids or whatever, you can go do that. If you just want to stay in here in an atmosphere of prayer and worship and you just want to continue to pray for those who are coming up, I encourage you to stay and do that. Otherwise, you all are dismissed. But I would suggest if you want to stay and pray, then stay and pray for a couple minutes. And we'll see you guys soon. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.